Hello and welcome to From the Trenches, the Business Examiner podcast. My name is John McDonald. This episode's guest is Mandy Farmer, President and CEO of Accent Inns and Hotel Z. Mandy is a visionary leader, taking the third generation family business through the ups and downs of COVID with a truly unique approach to management. In our discussions, she covers a range of topics, including her recent decision to become a restaurateur with the launch of Roar in Tofino. She also covers how to lead with love, her personal development approaches, and a lot more. Our interview starts now. My name is Mandy Farmer, and I am co-owner and CEO of Accent Inns. Uh, We've got eight hotels around British Columbia with two of our very own brands. So one of them is Accent Inns, and the other one is Hotel Z. Tremendous. I love the Hotel Z branding and the whole vibe that's there. And so I'm excited to dig into this a little bit with you. One of the coolest uh, things, I mean, there's lots of cool things about you, but coming from a family business, especially a third generation family business, um, it's just, it's very unique. It's very unusual. Can you talk about a little bit about what it was like growing up in that kind of environment? Yeah, definitely. So I, I, we started with firmer construction. So that was my grandfather and even my grandmother was involved in that. And then, and then their kids were involved. And so it was really cool to see these beautiful buildings go up and to see the sense of pride that my family had in what they were building and how they were creating their community, as well as giving back to their community and taking care of their, their employees. So from a very early age, I definitely soaked this all up and, and watched and learned. But I never, ever thought I was going to be in the family business. Uh, my dad started Accent Inns in 1986. So I was, I was probably 13, 14 at the time. And again, I never thought I'd ever work there. But it was super fun to see my dad change, see my dad find his passion and notice how much that transformed him. And I guess I, I, what I learned from that was, was you, if you find your passion, you're going to bring this, this sense of happiness and joy to your whole entire life. And I always knew that was something that I wanted to do. I just thought, what are the odds of me finding that in the family business as well? So, and when you speak about that, that transformation, was it just was it just kind of like a, a different level of vibrancy when he came to work every day? Is that kind of what you mean? Yeah. The- what I what I noticed, because you know, as a 13-year-old, I didn't really see how he operated at work, but I saw him come home excited and stoked. And I saw him having conversations with, you know, let's say if we were out at a restaurant or, or if we were, you know, walking somewhere and he ran into someone. I listened to how he talked and there was, there was such excitement in his voice. And as a kid, I, it was just extremely noticeable that he was doing what he loved. Wow. That's very powerful. Yeah. Um, when you started uh, thinking about wanting to work in the family business, was that kind of like a, a conversation that you, that you talked to your dad about, or how did that, how did that start uh, that process start? I needed a job. Let's be perfectly honest. I was in desperate need of a job. I was in university and I was living in Montreal. And um, at the time I wasn't fluent in French and it was hard for me to get a job. So I pitched my dad on selling accent ends to the tour operators and travel agents in Quebec. 
And that's how I became fluent in French and got myself in the family business. Wow. <laughs> Power move. Exactly. Um, <laughs> and so as you started kind of working your way out there, I, I looked at a couple of interviews. You, you mentioned that you kind of started at the ground level, which I think is really cool. Was there, were there challenges maybe from other employees as you started kind of working your way, way up or was it a fairly kind of smooth transition as you, as you started to evolve? It, it was definitely challenging. And honestly, I don't blame um, my, my previous colleagues. It must have been really hard to, uh, to suddenly be working with the boss's daughter and see that the boss's daughter was on a fast track to taking over the company. Um, and and I, I get it. I was young. And, and that must have been really, really challenging. Like, who is this little twerp coming in here with all her newfangled ideas about the internet and all of this? And so, yeah, there was there were a few employees who were not willing to work with me. And so um, they moved on. Um, I also had a bunch of supporters who were like, oh, wow, she's got some new, interesting, different ideas. And, um, you know, those people are still at the company today and we laugh and joke about, you know, some of what the company used to be like and me working my way up as a kid through, through the family business. That's awesome. I can certainly relate to that. Um, <laughs> there are, are there a couple of key highlights that stick out to you? Maybe two moments as you started to move up uh, within the company that were maybe highlights. I don't know if it would maybe something like I don't know if the launch of hotels that would be too far up, but something like that, those kind of pivotal moments where you're kind of like, okay, I, I can do this. You have your own vision for where yes. the direction, you know what I mean? Yes. Yes. Well, yeah, for sure. Hotel Z was, was huge for me. I pitched my business partners for 10 years on that concept and was consistently turned down. So uh, when, when I finally got the green light, and I think it was more, they were just absolutely fed up with me asking them, they finally said, do it, um, that uh, to, to launch Zed was, was monumental. And to see its immediate success as well was extremely exciting. Um, so that, that was very pivotal in my career. And then the other one um, has been, uh, our employee surveys. So for me, that is something that I take so seriously. And it's perhaps the thing that I wait with bated breath to find out the results for. So for the last couple of years, um, our employees, 97% uh, of them have said that they are happy to work here. And honestly, that gives me such pride. The fact that they're happy to work here uh, makes me think, okay, we're, we're doing something right. And, and, and it's that, that will forever keep me going and, um, fuels me to be that servant leader that I am. Oh, I love that note on being a servant leader. Um, it's, it kind of dovetails nicely into this, into a, kind of a bit of a follow-up question on leadership as you've grown up into the business. Are there a couple of, uh, important management or leadership lessons that you've learned um, along the way, maybe even things that have contributed to that the, that high level of, of employee satisfaction. Yes, definitely. I think the biggest one has been this year, well, last year with COVID. Uh, we definitely thought that the uh, I was going to lose the family business. Um, 
back in March of uh, 2020, I I was making my plans for, wow, I better learn on bankruptcy because that's where we're headed. And it was going down that rabbit hole that I realized, okay, if we are going down, how do I want to go down? And I wanted to go down with pride, with my head held high. And it was from that moment we decided to wrap our arms around anyone and everything that we could. And we fully, as a team, um, the our entire company decided to lead with love. And COVID allowed me to use the term love in business, which honestly never happens. And it has really, um, I think we've found our true authentic footing for how we want to be as accent ends, as hotels ed, and it is with love. And it's as sure as a fun way of leading. Uh, and it is great for our company culture. Yeah, that's tremendous. I have not heard of that before. Um, so it's really cool to hear. Can you flush out that out a little bit about maybe is is that practiced like in, in the types of conversations that you have? Is there, did you do kind of a review on the corporate values to kind of flush out like what that actions behind leading with love look like? Well, our values are firmly entrenched, so we didn't touch them. And we are a company that lives our values so fully and completely um, so that the values actually really fit hand in hand with leading with love. I think what it meant for us was just with every decision that we take, we always ask ourselves, okay, how can we help? So if I'm, if I'm talking to any one of our, our team, I'm asking them literally, what can I do to help you? Like, can I take the garbage out for you? Can I uh, help you with an application for a scholarship? Uh, you know, it's, it's anything that I could actually do to help them. Um, and then it's the same in our community. It's the same with our business suppliers. Um, we, we had to look at our suppliers. Do they share the same values as us? Uh, we had to look at our, our team. And if people didn't really fully embrace our values, then you know what? We are better served to let them depart so that we can bring someone on who does have our values in order to let our culture flourish. Um, it was also about being really honest and telling people that I love them. And that's a hard thing to do. Like for me to say to my, my president, the president of my company, you hey, dude, I love you. And I do. Um, and it's something that we don't say in business, but it allowed me to really communicate how much I appreciate my team and to not have to contain it or hide it in business speak. I just talk how I feel. And it's allowed for an authentic, authenticity throughout our entire company that is a lovely breath of fresh air. Yeah, that's such a cool approach. And I think it's really powerful. It, it, I would certainly say it's unusual, but I can see, especially just with like the trauma that people feel, some of the stuff that they see or that they they would, I would say the external, the invisible external pressures that yes. that leadership style can make such a tremendous impact. It's, it's so true, especially in this time of COVID where, you know, we want people to be vulnerable and to be able to say, you know what? yes, I'm putting my hand up because I'm not doing well today and to not fear uh, retribution for saying that. Um, and then to look around in our community and ask, okay, who needs help right now? So one of the things we did this year was we did a bus driver appreciation where we armed our team 
with gift cards for bus drivers because we, we'd heard people were spitting on them. And we thought, how terrible. And I know that when I'm giving something to someone without, you know, like I'm not giving something to get something back, I know I feel really good. So I wanted to arm my team with the same feeling. So they got these gift cards, they handed them out to bus drivers and they, all they said was, here's a card for a local coffee shop. Thank you for what you're doing. And it made us feel so good. It made the bus drivers feel so good. It was just, it was a great thing to do. That's so cool. Thank you very much for, for, for sharing that. One of the things I wanted to ask you about briefly is even kind of how your, your name came to mind for this was, I saw a post shared through my uh, LinkedIn feed about your new Roar uh, restaurant in Tofino. Can you talk a little bit about kind of what it inspired you to, to, to jump into that, to that vertical? Yeah, you bet. Because everyone has told me I'm nuts to open a restaurant, let alone in a pandemic. Uh, but Roar, oh, I just, having eight hotels, I saw what it was like to lease out a restaurant and have no control. So if I wanted them to have maybe, let's say, more of a cocktail program or, you know, to treat their employees better, I couldn't do it. I had no say as the landlord. And I found that extremely frustrating. So we had this opportunity to open our very own restaurant in a hotel that we had built from the ground up in Tofino. It's a stunning hotel. And I just couldn't leave it to chance for another restaurant to come in, especially in the community of Tofino, which is a huge foodie scene. They also don't want any chains in there. And I just thought, okay, we've got to do this. Uh, we've got to do it right and spend the money to make this truly one of the best restaurants in British Columbia. That was our goal. I love it. Within the, within the restaurant, or is there a couple of notes within the venue specifically, maybe even the menu that, uh, that you have enjoyed? Oh, gosh, I enjoy so much of it. Uh, so it's a live fire restaurant, which means that everything is cooked on a wood fire or on a charcoal grill. And that just transforms the food completely. So uh, we hired our chef, Caleb Cudmore, and we gave him free reign. Like I wasn't about to tell him what we should cook. I was like, you do it, dude. Like you are the expert. And uh, we just got out of his way and what he has cre created there is absolutely phenomenal. We also hired um, uh, the pastry chef from the Wiccan Inishin, Brad, who was truly amazing. So Brad's bread, like all of his homemade bread is just out of this world. Uh, he makes crumpets. Now, I've only had a store-bought crumpet. Uh, having a homemade crumpet is absolutely phenomenal. Then you pair that with a pork belly that has been cooked on an, on an open fire. Holy moly, it is unbelievable. So that's breakfast. The dinners are just through the roof with um, fire-roasted vegetables. Uh, who would have thought they would taste so different? But they, they truly do. Uh, so yeah, uh, the, the food is out of this world. That is a great sales pitch. <laughs> I will say, <laughs> I, um, I love that. Uh, okay. I want to ask you a little bit about kind of how you approach 
I don't want to, I would just call it the, the mental approach to business and maybe even your personal life. I read through a couple of your other interviews and there was, I think they asked you about a challenge and you said you're always trying to get yourself to dream bigger. Um, can you elaborate on that a little bit? Um, Cause it, yeah, yeah I, th I think just from a lot of other business people are sometimes so stuck in the operational side and maybe not thinking about the vision and what else could be done and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Yes. I, my, my issue is that I will often dream within the confines of reality. So what I mean by that is I think about, oh, well, mm, gosh, I, I only have eight hotels. Um, what can I do? Instead of, whoa, okay, the world is my oyster. Let's, let's say that I have just got pots of money and can do whatever the heck I want. And then I start dreaming without these boundaries. And that's where the ideas come. That's where the creativity really allows me to flush it out. And then from there, I'll build a pro forma, see if I can actually make it happen. Um, but I just find that so oftentimes we don't think big enough. And so it's really pushing ourselves, challenging ourselves to, uh, to really dream bigger. Um, some of the things that I try to do for this uh, are, you know, just um, uh, getting a blank sheet of paper and drawing arrows and thinking like, what is the next step? Like, and what if? And asking myself different kinds of questions just to, uh, uh, just to break down those, those boundaries. Yeah, I love that. Can, what about on the, like, do you do anything on like, let's say like the meditation side or the, like, I would, I use the word affirmation in one of the, the questions here, but I'm not sure if that's the correct word, but speaking, I would say positivity over, mm -hmm. over your day. Is that something that, that you approach or do you have any kind of variation of that that you do? Yes, definitely. Um, I'm a big believer in daily meditation. Um, really creating uh, the space uh, to calm yourself, but also to really listen to your inner wisdom. Uh, oftentimes, we've got voices in our head that are crowded out by the bigger thoughts of ego. And so it's, if you can actually listen to your intuition, um, meditation really helps uh, get that clearer. And I think that that's a powerful tool to use in, in business. Um, affirmations for sure. Um, I definitely use them. I use them more when, uh, in my, in my sports life. So when, if I'm in a cyclocross race or something, you know, an affirmation I use all the time is I am so strong, even though I might not be feeling it. And, and I can tell that I'm, I'm using, I, I'm tapping into something deeper and then it, it does change things. So an affirmation that I use in, in business um, has been one that has really helped me with the imposter syndrome. So, you know, uh, rising up into this company, you know, where, you know, I was kind of treated like the boss's daughter at first. Um, one of my affirmations is, is um, I am the best leader for this company. And though there's times where I might doubt myself and think, oh, actually, Mandy, I think, I think someone else could be better. I know that, uh, actually, no, I am the best because I lead with love. I bring a totally different style of leadership. And that is what makes us great. And uh, by doing an affirmation, it allows me to kind of get over some of the silly doubts that will creep into your mind. Wow. I love that. I, I keep wanting to use the word powerful <laughs> every time <laughs> you talk about that kind of stuff, because I think it does get overlooked 
so significantly yes. in, in, in the business side of things. I never took a management class where that kind of stuff was covered, but it's made so a tremendous, true. it's made a tremendous difference for myself. Yeah. Um, would you have a recommendation for business leaders or leaders in general looking to improve in how they approach their careers and, and personal life mentally? I highly recommend meditation. Um, it, and it's amazing how many CEOs actually do do it. Um, the challenge though, is to get into a regular habit of it. And I myself am very guilty of, um, during periods of extreme stress, like opening a restaurant in a pandemic, um, I might not be, uh, the best at doing it. And so it's, uh, a business coach of mine just recently said to me, it's about designing your life in order to achieve your goals. And so he, he knows that meditation is, is probably the best way for me to achieve my goals. And he gave me the, the advice to design my life to make sure it happens. And so that means it's the first thing that happens in the morning. You know, you, you get up and you meditate and then that way it's going to happen. And I've just designed my life to set it up for success by doing that one small little tweak. Thank you for that. Very helpful. I would, I have no doubt. Um, I've got four quick ones for you to finish this up here. So the first one is, is there a favorite book or podcast that you're currently reading or listening to right now? Uh, yes, I am really digging uh, Brene Brown's podcast. Uh, she's got two of them and uh, it doesn't matter which one. I find that every single one of them helps me to become a better leader. Awesome. Best personal advice that you've received? Oh. Damn. Best personal advice. Okay. That was uh, when I was, uh, it was probably my ninth year of pitching hotels ed to my business partners. And a, uh, a mentor of mine told me to give up. And I listened to him for a month. And then I realized absolutely no way was I going to give up. And so why I say that was the best advice was because I knew deep down I had a successful business concept. And so sometimes it's just about listening to your gut and blocking out everyone else and going for it. If you know fully and completely that this is going to be amazing, then do it. That is very cool. App or software that you can't live without? I am addicted to Zwift, which is a cycling app. It is an online social tool, which allows me to ride with people from around the world. Uh, it motivates me because I either race them or I'm chatting with them online. And I, I love it. I can't be without it. Thanks for stopping by From the Trenches, the Business Examiner podcast. If you want to learn more about the interviewee, please check the web and social links provided in the video or listening platform description. Please send any feedback to info at businessexaminer.ca with the subject line podcast. We'll see you next week.